Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Klaus, and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. I am so excited to be joined by Stacy Carr, who is a contributing author to the She Writes for Him, Black Voices of Wisdom book that has just been released. This book, it is filled with powerful stories, which are so valuable and they need to be spoken. They need to be written for our society, our world today. And friends, we need to read them and we need to listen. We need to create spaces where we can be honest where we can be transparent and conduits of change for the equality of all of God's children. I'm honored to have a group of ladies over the next few weeks who are sharing their stories, their lives with us, who have all contributed to this book, which is so much God-ordained for such a time as this. Stacy, welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. I'm so honored to have you with me today. Hello, Kristen. I am excited as well to be able to share with you and your listeners about what God is doing. Amen. So Stacy, tell us a little bit about yourself, the work you do, and your family. Well, I am a native of Clinton, North Carolina. Grew up as a pastor's kid. So I've been in the church a long time learning about Jesus. But I didn't come to know him personally until I was an adult. I currently operate as the associate pastor and praise and worship leader under pastoral leadership of Bishop Barney and co-pastor Idella Fullwood. I do have several degrees, one being a master's of divinity from the North Carolina Theological Seminary. But most importantly, I am a child of the Most High God. I am a preacher, teacher, speaker, psalmist, and author who recently published my first book, entitled I Am and is a co-author to soon to be released book for She Writes for Him, Black Voices of Wisdom. And so I'm just excited about what God is doing. I am his child, his servant, his scribe, and it is my job, my passion to encourage, enlighten, empower, and equip all his people. I am married to my best friend, associate pastor, Richard Carr. And together we have two beautiful children, Caleb and Karis, who keeps me very busy. (laughs) So I'm just so blessed on today, I must say. Oh, what a wonderful family you have. And I am just so impressed with how all your wisdom and how God is using you and you're like multifaceted, talented. And that is awesome. I love that. So Stacy, could you share with us about your fully restored story? Yes. Well, I have, of course, being picked on as a young child, I have struggled the majority of my life with identity issues, um, you know, knowing who I am and having low 
self-esteem because of that. And so my identity and sense of self was something that I have always struggled with. And that is, of course, very important to all of us as it gives us our purpose. It gives us a reason or a connection to our why. Why am I here? You know, it gives us direction and provides that foundation upon which we can build and create a life. And for me, it has just always been a struggle. I didn't like who I was. I wasn't satisfied being that I was picked on for my color. I always wanted to be, you know, a different color. I wanted to look differently. I wanted to have different things. I wanted to be a part of the in crowd. And I allowed people the opinions of others to validate me. And I think that that's where we, of course, fall subject to sometimes in life where we depend on the fickle opinions of people to give us our worth. And so for me, that became the struggle and that became the prison that I was bound in, always having to please others, I felt, and always wanting to fit. And, and that left me being very defeated in almost every area of my life. Here I was a Christian, even in my adult Christianhood, being defeated in my life because I have low, low self-esteem and was insecure, which caused me to question everything and not feel important or special. Until one day, I got tired of that. I just began to seek the Lord about who he said I was. And it was at that time in my prayer and my seeking him, he started to reveal his truths to me in a way that I had never received them before. And he began to build me and restore me in my identity and in my self-esteem. And I can clearly say today that I love who I am. I love who I am. God has restored me in the area of my identity. And that's why I love who I am, because I know who I am according to God's word, which I mean, that restoration story is the foundation for my first book entitled I Am, where I just talk about who God says we are. Every man, woman, boy and girl, he has created us to be great. He has created us with purpose. And I now know my purpose and am working towards it, doing the things that he created me to do from the beginning. I love that because we know that God, when he created, I always tell people when I work with them in counseling, when God created you, he put everything together. He put your strengths, your weaknesses, your personality, your looks, your height, your color, your time of history, every detail. He put everything together and he said, she is good or he is good. When he put us together, he looked at us and said, this is exactly who I want this person to be. And that does include our strengths and our weaknesses. And we often are just focusing on what we're not because you're right. We're getting, trying to find our validation, our value in other people and what other people say of us instead of finding our value in Christ and in Christ alone. 
And what a beautiful story of transformation that God walked you through. And I know you just gave us an overview. And I can imagine your book probably goes more into detail about that journey of how God transformed you and the steps that he took you through. Is that what the book is about? Yes, ma'am. It's actually called I Am Practical Teachings of Who God Says We Are. And I just break down yeah. 23 truths in his word of who he says that we are. The beginning of that, I explained my journey of finding this out, how I was a prisoner to myself because of the lies that the enemy told me and the lies that he tells all of us. At times, we can just be bound in this prison because of the lies and at not even knowing how to get free. But I'm so glad that God's truth is what sets us free. And whenever I decided to no longer be bound is when he just began to unshackle me <laughs> through yeah. his truths. And so, yes, ma'am. And I can talk about that all day because the enemy, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's just so cunning. And everywhere we look, we see his lies and these false ideations. And so we, we've got to be careful to make sure that we get an understanding of the truth of his word so that we can see clearly all that God created us to be. Absolutely. And what is one scripture? I know there's probably a lot of scriptures that really walked you through that journey, but what is one scripture that you could share that helped you on that journey of finding your identity in Christ? Absolutely. One scripture in particular is Matthew chapter five, verses 14 through 16. And of course, this is when Jesus is giving his famous Sermon on the Mount, you know, where he comes and talks about the Beatitudes and what's in store for those of us who live in this manner. But right after that, beginning at verse 14 through 16, he tells us that we are the light of the world. You know, those of us who follow Christ, we're a city that sits on a hill that cannot be hid. And we are not to cover our light, but instead we are to let it shine for all to see. You know, not that we'll be glorified and, and that people will be fixated on us, but that our Father in heaven would be glorified as they see him in us and in the work that we do. And so that scripture is very important to me that I shine, that I let my light shine so that when it's not shining, I remind myself of who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, which has helped me to stay motivated and kind of focused on this Christian journey. We got to remember our assignment as the light. And when we're not functioning in that, there's some darkness out there that we should be shedding light on, exposing so that we can be truly change agents in this world. That is very powerful because that's God's plan and purpose for us is to be change agents for this world. Not to go and focus on, well, you need to change and you need to change. But as we are being changed and transformed, it encourages others. And then we shine the light of Jesus, which is the love of God. You know, we're shining love on people. One of my favorite chapters in the book of Ephesians is, and I can't get away from this one at all. Um, I mean, it's just been one of my favorites for years. And it's Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And it talks about 
that he would grant you according to the riches. I kind of skipping through some of it to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then it goes on more to talk about who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or imagine. But that love, first of all, God's love is for all. It's not for a select few. It is for all. It is whenever it talks about the Gentiles, that is all. It's not a select few. And God's love and your story about shining the light and the transformation of what God did in you so that you can shine it out is the power of God's transformation through love of what he's done in your life, right? Absolutely. And we cannot get away from love. God is love. Everything about him is love. All of his actions, him sending his son, Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave. And so that's what we do as his Christians, as his followers, as his light agents. We give him. And that is his truth. We give that love. We shed his light because of the love that's on the inside of us. And like you said, is rooted in us. Yeah. So, so in other words, the love of God is rooted in our hearts. And so everything we do comes out of it. It, it springs forth from that love, just like a tree. The root is in, in, in the bottom, but the tree springs forth from that root. Everything, our activities, our decisions, the ministries that we're in, the books that we write, the podcasts that we compose, everything that we do must come from that love. Yeah. Which is a great transition to talking about the She Writes for Him book. So as a contributing author to the Black Voices of Wisdom book for She Writes for Him, it's a series of books, but the Black Voices of Wisdom is one book specifically that you are a co-author in, a contributing author to. What is the message from your chapter that you would like to share with our listeners today? And it is just that. That as followers of Jesus Christ, we are his light agents in the world. We are his representatives, those who act on his behalf, as we stated, with that love, those who he uses to shine through. We got to make sure that we understand that we are the ones who shines his light to freedom. Upon all those who are bound, John 8 and 32 says that we shall know the truth and it shall make us free. And according to John 17 and 17, the word of God is truth. So in order to free those who are bound, we must give them the truth of God's word, which is one of our responsibilities as his light agent. We illuminate. That means to give information. That means to make clear. That means to explain as we have been illuminated when we were delivered from the power of darkness through Jesus Christ. So we now illuminate others and they become lights for, and and I like to say it like this, light begets light. So when we shine our light, we allow others to become as we are. And thus that's that reciprocity of the great commission. Disciples beget disciples. Light begets light. And if we are constantly being the light, then guess what? 
that helps the world to shine brighter. That helps the love of Christ to be shed abroad even the more to combat all of the hatred and all of the division that we see going on in the world today. If we would just shine our light on somebody else, somebody that may be in darkness, somebody, and I'm talking about not necessarily darkness as they're in sin, but their darkness could be just in not knowing of something, not being aware of something, not being educated in a particular subject or a thing. And we, as followers of Christ, we need to shine our light so that they can be illuminated, especially in the things of God. I'm just writing down some of the things that you said. I love, I love that. Just paraphrasing is to shine our light, to educate. One of the notes that I wrote about your chapter in the book, your chapter, you are an amazing writer and you just drew me right in. And I had tears as I was reading your story and I found it was truth speaking. I found it was educational. It was real. And it was bringing to the light. Everything that you're saying is just, it was very powerful, very powerful, but we need to shine our light to educate and to do that, to develop disciples of love, to do it through love. And that's really hard in a time where people are struggling to love one another. Yes. That is the sad truth of today. Yeah. There's a struggle to love and there's a struggle to be understanding. There's a struggle to not be defensive, but just to listen. And I'm speaking as I am a 50 something white woman. And I'm speaking from that, that what I see of that, well, actually as a counselor, I see that all the time, that that's one of the biggest issues that I see in our society. In fact, I have to get off of social media a lot of times because there's just so much defensiveness and we've lost that art of listening. And you say it so eloquently in how you speak it and you write it eloquently of how we need to illuminate and to shine that light, that light begets light, that it's about Jesus and that we need to, as we embrace our relationship with Jesus, then we're going to turn around and shine that light. And whether it's to somebody in sin or whether it's to somebody in darkness that needs to have the light shined, they need to be educated to do it to be Christ-like in how we do it, I guess, is the words I'm trying to say. Is that Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Because sometimes we can forget, we can get caught up in the moment. Yeah. Uh, We can let our emotions go. We can let them, you know, kind of flow from a place that we forget that has no more or should have no more control over us because now the Holy Spirit reigns and rules. But because we are in this world and we still are affected by the environment and the words that we hear yeah. at times it gets inside of us and we are within it takes us to a place that we don't intend to go and so yes sometimes you do have to cut off social media the news and even some friends or some associates that yeah. have also been taken away and are having a hard time to get back so that you are not pulled in that direction. So likewise, like you, Kristen, I have had to, you know, shut some things off and really seek God about how he wants me to respond because there are things coming at us 
and we have to be able to respond. The Bible says, give a ready answer. We have to be ready. So a lot of times, you know, I'm praying, I'm in prayer about, okay, if I'm approached with this, what will I say? And also we have to be careful to give a soft answer. So you're right. We can't be defensive. We have to be ready to listen and, you know, know that people are not necessarily coming at us personally, but at times they just need to talk it out. They need to ask questions so that they can be educated so that we can bring about that understanding that we need to find a solution and bring that unity back uh, between races. And some races start anew, the unity and the, and the camaraderie between us as the Lord would have it to be. I just wish you could repeat all of that again, because that was really, really good. I'm trying to process everything of what you just said and that importance of sitting with one another. And and yes, what is God to a soft answer? And when you said that, a soft answer, I thought that's what it is, is we have too many harsh answers. There's too much harshness. And that's why I disconnect at times. And like you am in prayer and just like, Lord, what? I'm not in the sense I'm shutting off because I don't want to hear any truth. I want to hear truth and I want to be educated and I want to grow and learn. But there's just so much harshness out there. So how to decipher through and to find that soft answer and all that. And so with your life experience, I'm just going to jump into the next one because I feel like you're going to kind of keep going from where we've been talking about and where God has brought you today. You've been through, you know, as you talked about from your identity issues and low self-esteem and not knowing who you were um, and coming to where you are now at a completely different place where you are an associate pastor, you're married, you know, you have a, a clear definition of who you are in Christ and you are running the race with the fullness of running the race of who God has called you to be. What are two or three things that you could share with our listeners as they're navigating this life? I think first and foremost, we have to know who we are know who God has created us to be. If we would just seek him, take the time. I know that you're doing a series on pausing and pressing, but just as you stated early on about pausing at time and just really seeking God about who he called us to be, our purpose in this earth, so that we are not operating under false pretenses. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, we kind of get caught up in the world because again, we're in the world, but the Bible says not to be of the world. So, but it can sometimes influence us and influences our decisions and our thought processes. And we begin living a life God never intended us to live, a life that is beneath our privilege, I like to say. So if we can kind of get away from the craziness of the world, make sure that we take the time to pause and seek God pray and hear him, get in his word about who he says we are and what we're supposed to be doing and ask him our purpose if we don't know. And he will show us. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So seek him and he will speak to you and give you that purpose. So I think that's number one. We have to also know when to shine our light in every situation, including times of racial divide, 
misunderstandings and hurt feelings. We need to know how to do that, you know, when and how to do that. When God, when that opportunity is presented to us, when that door is open, we have to be careful to know how, as I said it earlier, to respond and how to educate. So we need to make sure that we, and we do that by knowing the truth of God's word and making sure that his spirit is leading us. His word is leading us. His love is leading us in all that we do. And again, I know sometimes we can get caught up in situations of life, but we have to disconnect our feelings and do what's right. We got to just disconnect our feelings and do what is right. So number one, we need to seek God about who he has truly called and purposed us to be. Number two, as his light agents, we need to know when and how to shine our light, which is through the word of God. And we've got to commit to reading the word of God each day. That's how we illuminate the world through his word. We illuminate, we educate, we reveal by knowing his word. If you're not spending time in the word, then you will not be able to illuminate the way God intended. And I'll say this last thing, choose at least one person that we can shine our light on. You know, sometimes we get so overwhelmed with things. The issues of life are so insurmountable. There's so many things facing us, so much going on that we feel like at times we can't do anything. Oh, what will I do? What little thing that I do that will make a change or make a dent in this big issue? But if we can just look at one person, one person at a time, and I am in education, my professional job is I am actually a school counselor and have been for over 10 years. And that's one of the things I look at. If I could just touch the life of one student, one student at a time, then that's going to make a difference in this world. So we as God's light agents, I would just suggest that, you know, we take the time to pick out at least one person. Who can I educate today? Who can I help? Who can I shine the love of Jesus Christ on and work with that person? And then when it's done, go to another person (laughs) and so on and so forth. And that will definitely help you on your journey to feeling fulfilled and purposeful in this life. And I love that because, um, I mean, all of that, what you just said, but I'm thinking of the last thing of what you said is because often we get stuck in ourselves and we become just focused on us, on self, on our flesh. And when we reach out to other people, God does amazing things in our life as well when we reach out to others. So I love that example. So Stacy, tell us about your new book, the book that we're talking about, She Writes for Him, Black Voices of Wisdom. And what led you to this work? One of my friends actually let me know that this book was in the making. And she told me the purpose of it. And I, of course, began to just seek the Lord about it. And I like to think of myself as the Lord's scribe. I believe that he uses me through my writing. I felt that this is a great way through my writing that God can use me to help bring about what is needful for restoration in this land, giving godly wisdom on how to act and what to do during this time to bring about that clarity and the and the unity and to bridge the gap among all races. And so that's my intentions for being a part of this book. I wanted to be a part of the solution 
and not the problem. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think that right now for such a time as this, this book, Black Voices of Wisdom is needed right now? Well, because it gives an ear to a different Black voice, a God's voice. Yeah, because for quite some time now, the media has been filled with other Black voices and, and really all kinds of voices, for that matter, with different viewpoints and different perspectives, perspectives that have at times caused confusion, division, and hatred instead of understanding unity and love. So now more than ever, we need Black voices of wisdom with a godly perspective to bring restoration to our land. And our purpose is rooted in love. As followers of Jesus Christ, as we talked about, he teaches us to love our neighbors as ourselves, Mark 12 and 31. And of course, our neighbor has no specific race, color, nationality, culture, or background, but we are to love all people. And it is this love that will bring about the healing we so desperately need, not only for our hearts, but for our nation. And that is going to come from Black voices of wisdom, not just in this book, but in this world. What a transformation that is of speaking out of wisdom. I love that. And I love that we need to give an ear to a different Black voice, a godly perspective rooted in love. That there, That's not saying the other voices out there are wrong. Um, right. You're just saying, here's another, here's a different perspective. Here's another side of the coin, so to speak, that we need to look at, look at it from this point of view. And it's a very valuable point of view. And the stories are so different within the book and very needed. I know this isn't a question that we have listed or that we talked about, but what words of wisdom would you say moving forward from here with this book and what's taking place in our society? Where is God leading you specifically in your family, your church? What What is it that you're feeling that led to bring the Black voices of wisdom to our society? Because it's not just you in this book. It's how God is using your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, for me, God had just really been used in um, speaking to me and my husband to disconnect from really everything at this point that's going on in the world. So we're disconnecting from all of the movements, all of the groups, all of the mainstream voices that's telling us we should do this and you should do this and you should do that. We are disconnecting ourselves from things from the culture that says, because I'm black, I must act this way or I must feel this way, or, or uh, the thought that says, because I'm a youth or I'm a young woman, I must act this way or behave this way. Because this happened to my mother and father, I must act this way. I must respond this way. God has been leading me and my family to disconnect and close ourselves off of that and focus on, again, his word. What does my word say? I understand that you've been hurt. You've been misunderstood. I understand that some injustices have taken place, but at the end of the day, 
God has the final say. He is sovereign. His word is what rules, is what should be ruling our thoughts, our lives, our actions. And so we need to be proactive and educate and fight against the enemy who is now working in all of these big movements. The enemy is not set on race, nor nationality, nor social economic status. The enemy is trying to use any and everyone he can to bring about hatred, destruction, and division in this world. He's taking our eyes off of God. It all is doing is taking our eyes off of God. And we're now getting caught up in ourselves, in our flesh. And God is not pleased. He is not pleased. And some of it have even been seen in the Christian church. And God is not pleased. So for me and my house, God has been leading us in our community to educate and to talk about what God says, to bring attention to his word and his love to combat what the enemy is sending through the airwaves, through the TV shows, through social media, through billboards. We have to communicate and educate the word of God. It is the only thing that will change the hearts of the people. And when the hearts are changed, then the world would be changed. Amen. Okay. Altar call right now. <laughs> Amen. That is that is powerful. And I love that because that is the truth. We need to disconnect from man's opinions. Basically, we got a lot of opinions that going on out in this world. Not saying that there's not truth, but we we need to not go to man for the wisdom. We need to go to God and go to his word and go to him for direction. And that as God changes hearts, then God gives wisdom on how to bring change in our world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in the last few minutes that we have here, how can people connect with you online and purchase your books? Um, Yes, I would love to connect with you all. You can connect with me through my website, www.stacypcar.com. That is S-T-A-C-E-E-P. C-A-R-R.com. And on that site, you can connect with me, talk with me, chat with me there. There's a direct link to the book, to my recently published book, I Am, and information on how to receive this new release that will be coming out, Black Voices of Wisdom. Well, wonderful. Thank you, Stacy, for joining us today. Our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website, fullyrestored.love. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. This is just the second of a few in this series. And friends, this is a powerful series. So I encourage you to share it with your friends and family. And I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review or rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. I want to stay connected with you just like Stacy does. And so you can reach me through my Instagram or Facebook page at author Kristen Klaus. 
I hope that this episode of Fully Restored Podcast spoke um, life to you and that things were illuminated and the light was shined on the things that the light needs to be shined on. And I so appreciate Stacy and her vulnerability and her wisdom that she shared. I have a page here filled of notes as she was talking, but I love at the very end of what she said, and I just want you to focus on this friends disconnect and go to God's word and seek him for direction so he can change our hearts so we can be part of the solution to bringing a change across our nation and also across our world so that we can be a part of the rebuilding and the restoration that God wants to do in our lives and in our nation. And remember, friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.